1: Talk, the Opinions,
0: the panel Alright, yeah. yeah. Guy Havelt and uh, Nigel Yeldon with us this morning Both very experienced media Gentlemen and uh, Guy if I can Start with you please, it looks like uh, Live Golf, are going to make a statement In the PGA Championship As we head down the last, it's uh, Brooks Kepke by 2
1: it's Brooks Kipka to lose, I think uh, He is absolutely going to win this tournament And the way that he's played, um, what, since the second round uh, He absolutely deserves to win as well He's been very solid today uh, While others around him have crumbled that, takes, that will take him to a fifth major title And I don't know if people quite realise That puts him in a speed company like Hebi Ballesteros, Peter Thompson Byron Nelson, and only one behind people like Phil Nicholson, Nick Feldo, and Lee Trevino. He is in the mix with the all-time greats it, it win, win, if he gets this done, um, and whether he's gone to live or not, uh, you cannot take that away from him, possibly, makes this achievement even better, that he's gone to live and still managed to win a, a PGA Championship like he has.
0: Oh, I totally agree, uh, he's been playing three-round golf without this kind of pressure. Uh, he is now playing uh, four round the last uh, afternoon of a major. They say Nigel Yeldon is the golfer's toughest to experience. Um, so uh, his has been uh, a remarkable achievement, a real, I'd imagine, somewhere. Um, Greg Norman's having a glass of champagne around all of this. Uh, Ryan Fox might be too. Ryan Fox might be too as well, uh, Nigel Yeldon. tied for 23rd. Not too bad at all.
2: Yeah, what's that? So 26th in the Masters, 23rd in the PGA. That's two really good, solid major championships for Ryan. Remember, we, we know what he's been through, the, the pneumonia of him and his wife obviously becoming parents for the second time as well. You wouldn't say it was a, a nice, smooth sort of lead-in for him, but solid golf. What What's he end up with? 68, 73, 71, 71? That, that's good mm. dance. That's really good dance. And... What I like, and, and Guy will be aware of this, and you too, Smithy, he doesn't mind a Lynx course, course, and they're heading to Hoy Lake. Well, Liverpool for the Open Championship, and, you know, obviously, if, as the health comes back, back right as well, you know, and he's, the confidence has got to be there now in major championships, not that it probably wasn't already. But, gee, he'll be eyeing this up and going, OK, right, look, i am done t- two top 25s or two top 30s. Let's, let's really give this a nudge, aye. Yeah, tell you what, I'd be I'd be having a wee look at Ryan Fox leading into that uh, Open Championship the third of the year.
0: Yeah, no, not totally without a chance at all. I think it's uh, absolutely fair to say we'll keep folks uh, uh, posted as uh, Kepka lines up to hit his second into 18. Two-shot lead he's got, should win it from there. Um, but uh, well, sorry, sorry, uh,
1: just, If I could just jump in before we move on from golf, I, I just know you'll like this. Yes. Uh, I'm, I'm currently on bad beat a clock in terms of uh, two golf punts I've had this weekend. I had Rory McIlroy the last leg of a multi to finish top five. He's tied for seventh, one shot outside the top five, and mm. I also had Ryan Fox top twenty and he's one shot outside the top twenty. So, you know, I need I need I need some love this morning, Smitty. I need some love. I'm, I'm feeling it.
0: I'm, I'm sorry, I'm really sorry Can you hear it in my voice? I'm really sorry for you Guy Absolutely, really sorry for you uh,
1: I thought we were. nice I thought
0: we were. great While you're getting over it I'll ask, I'll ask, I'll ask Nigel about this rugby I, I'm not saying it's becoming a fiasco but um, it used to be Super rugby coaching jobs were the thing to have, my goodness me Now we're looking for four on the news of Aaron Major, Nigel Yeldon
2: yeah, we, we sure maybe Aaron Majors not in the mix for a gig down south, possibly with a Super Rugby franchise, Smithy. I mean, when you I'm look at the history yes, of the Crusaders, yeah, yeah, just you look at the history of the Crusaders. They like their own. Um, you know, they started off. Um, you're going all the way back to the 90s. It was very much Canterbury. then obviously Wayne Wayne Smith sort of took over. I think it was Barn Stewart first year. Then Wayne Smith took over. And you had Robbie Deans, and it's Todd Blackadder, it's Scott Robinson. They like people who understand the Crusaders' way. We know that Major has been part of that. Could he be on the move down there for one of those plum sort of New Zealand jobs? Um, So, you know, maybe that might connect. That's pure speculation. Can I just add that as well? But, yeah, look, it's, it's quite interesting. I was doing that exercise myself thinking, okay, who are the people currently involved maybe as an assistant coaching level um, who might have had the experience head coaching at MPC level or the like? And, you know, who fits into that sort of mix? And you're right, the, the cupboard's a wee bit bare. I would have thought Ross Filippo, one of the assistant coaches to Clayton McMillan at the Chiefs, I would have thought he would have been somebody who a lot of people would be looking at him. Again, a, a person who's familiar with the Crusaders, set up i'm sure the hurricanes wouldn't mind getting them back down into that wellington region as well but there is a little bit of concern of course what else is happening overseas are there a few coaches plying their trade in the northern hemisphere in the uk and europe maybe who might want to come back but it it does it does look a little bit thin but maybe there's just a wee a wee diamond in the rucks that we're overlooking um, possibly Smithy. But yeah, it's going to be interesting to watch how this goes. I'm actually quite excited to see how it all plays out, mate.
0: So am I. Um, and I'm, I'm very excited to hear uh, Guy Havelt's response to this as well because we'll give him another couple of minutes to, to, to get over things and to, to get himself uh, ready for it. Uh, we'll take a quick news break with uh, Arawa and when we come back, Guy Havelt on the rugby setup. Big talk, big opinions, the panel. Talk to me, yeah. Yeah. Nigel Yeldon with us this morning, as is uh, Guy Havelt. And uh, Guy Havelt, uh, these um, these rugby super coaching jobs and uh, the vacancies are almost uh, overshadowing the remarkable performance. And it is a remarkable performance of the Chiefs thus far.
1: They were good again in the weekend. They played kind of the perfect brand of rugby that you needed to play in those atrocious conditions. Uh, down in Hamilton, and and were too good for a cane side that that yeah, rested some of their big players, but still uh, a good bounce back win for the Chiefs. This coaching situation is very interesting, isn't it? And and to me, it actually adds some needed excitement, I suppose, to um, and intrigue to the competition next year. Uh, we've got three teams going to be looking for coaches. Uh, there is some speculation as to who will coach uh, take over a couple of them, but then you've also got. Uh, a lot of the big names of New Zealand rugby who will head offshore as well. Um, And so Super Rugby next year kind of takes on um, a little bit of the unknown. Uh, We've had the Chiefs out in front, the Crusaders out in front, uh, the Blues near the top. But next year, kind of a few question marks, I think, around how everything's going to go and, and who are going to be the teams who are going to be at the top of the ladder. Look, it still wouldn't surprise me if the Chiefs and the Crusaders and the Blues were there but there's just still there's just those questions now starting to emerge because of all of this in, re, in regards to um, Aaron Major uh, as an avid Crusaders fan and I say this with the greatest respect um, I, I they better not touch Aaron Major in terms of him being a head coach for the Crusaders uh, the Crusaders is a team of, of excellence uh, and Aaron Major has now failed at both Super Rugby teams that he has been the head coach of Um I don't think the Crusaders would go for him, uh, and I certainly hope they do not.
0: Right, okay, stern words there from um, from Guy Havelt <laughs> on that subject. Uh, absolutely stern words. Um, like uh, Nigel, coming back to you. Uh, let's look at the netball, shall we? Uh, because it's an interesting one in the respect that um, we, we've got um, fairly predictable finals as such, still playoffs as such. But for the Southern Steel, where does that leave them? Uh, and of course, it was uh, a signing off of Bailey Mears as well, which is an interesting timing for her too in, in, in respect of World Championships, etc.
2: Yeah, it's interesting it was with uh, Bailey Mez, I guess from a, a netballing point of view, one of the more polarising athletes to, to play and put on the, the black skirt. Uh, I think it's going to be quite uh, interesting. With, with regards to the steel. I mean, look, they they had injuries in their shooting circle and that absolutely de- derailed them. I think we saw you know, not having George Fisher, who really was their main target in the circle, and not having her for the entire season, not getting, once they got Xavier Tilly back, all of a sudden there was a little bit of an increase. That, that's that's so important. And look, we can speculate quite a bit, but look, if you have those two in the mix, I think what's already been a really even competition would have been even more even. I'm not going to press the panic button yet on the steel. I believe if they get that shooting circle fit again, they've definitely still got the talent down there with the Heffernans and the Burleys and the Winders. So they're not completely devoid of talent, that is sure. They have been very competitive at times. We saw it with that final game against the Magic yesterday. Um, So I'm not panicking too much with regards to that there. I think they get Fisher back. They get Tui for the full season. I think it's a different kettle of fish for them in in 2024. What does interest me is, you know, what's happening with regards to the playoff because there's still an outside chance that the tactics could, could sneak in there now it's it's all computers and slide rules and abacuses, Smithy. I mean, they're, they're based on they've got to win tonight, they're going to have to win by probably somewhere between 12 to 14 goals, but that's going to depend on how many goals they can restrict the mystics from scoring. It's it's a little bit um, you know computational with regards to how they're going to work it all out. But at least there's something on it heading into the final game of the regular season, We've seen all the games have a little something on them over the course of the final round. And from a competition point of view, that's what you should want. You've you've had sold out at Pullman yesterday afternoon. You had sold out in Wellington on Saturday night. I think you'll find the tickets will get snapped up for that elimination final in Wellington pretty toot-sweet as well. It's been a really good competitive competition. As I say, heading into the final game, there's still a chance for the tactics to sneak in there, but it's going to take something... Herculean to do so.
0: What's interesting to me um, about the netball side of things as well is uh, apart from this competition, this ANZ, which could find uh, a really good uh, climax at the end of the season, uh, is this uh, for uh, these uh, Silver Ferns uh, coaching setup too uh, interesting to me, uh, Guy Havild? Laura Langman brought into the mix by uh, Dame Nolan. A fantastic move, isn't it? Uh, anytime you should get Laura
1: Langman involved in your netball team, whether it's on the court or, or as a coach. Uh, and I know she doesn't have a lot of coaching experience, if any, at all, but uh, she's got a hell of a netball brain. Um, and so any time you could get Laura Langman around your netball team, I think is a very, very smart move. Uh, another very smart move by Dame noling Toto, who, uh, when it comes to these tournaments, um, I think uh, she has plans in place. She just... Um, you know she, she's got the timing all right. She will have eyes on certain players who will she will use in games leading up to the World Cup. Uh, I'm I'm quite excited about what the Silver Ferns can do this year under Dame Moline Todua And I suspect I don't know this at all, and I, I haven't heard her quoted or whatever she may have been, but I'm not sure that this might be her last World Cup in charge. Uh, and I think that they would want to take her out on a high. So yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm I like what they've done in terms of Laura Langman, uh, and and uh, I give them a good chance of going pretty well in the World Cup in South Africa this year.
0: Nigel, did you see the Laura Langman appointment?
2: No, I didn't. It's actually the, the first one I've heard of, but but I like it. it even if it's not coaching, it, it's presence, it's mana. Okay, she she brings that level of respect. I mean, I would put her akin, I guess, to maybe maybe a little bit more back in our town, Smithy, if the likes of a Sandra Edge was put into uh, a position like that as well. They just bring an aura. You know, she brings an excitement and an enthusiasm because she's one of the happiest, most enthusiastic people walking the face of the earth. So I love it, but she will carry, she will carry the mana. She will carry respect. And when she speaks, those young ladies who will be part of that silver ferns will listen and i tell you what too when she speaks i suspect dame Nolan would probably have a decent old listen as well because what she would contribute would have great value right across the board
0: yeah excellent um just to finish off um guy felt manchester city yeah too good too strong um and uh, amazing absolutely amazing um the, this particular club at the moment
1: yeah, they certainly are uh, heading for, well, there's a chance of a treble anyway this year uh, in the FA Cup final and obviously the, the Champions League final as well. Um, I don't know if you've seen uh, Ross Atkins from the BBC in the piece that he, he's the investigative journalist who, who kind of explains, does explain his on certain situations in in the news and he's done one on Manchester City and their spending and all that sort of stuff. Very, very interesting piece and very interesting that they dropped it approximately two or three minutes after Manchester City won the Premier League title. (laughs) Uh, I suggest you go and have a watch of that if you've got a few minutes up your sleeve. But, yes, what what a club, uh, what a team, um, you know, to, to, to... To come back or or to to pull off a a Premier League title win like they have, considering how far ahead Arsenal was, um, that pretty much says it all. But yeah, I I suggest uh, you go and watch that that Ross Atkins piece. It is very interesting, Smithy.
0: Well, also, um, as a result of this um, performance, and that by Erling Haaland, of course, their uh, chief striker, um, I think it's interesting, Nigel Yeldon and I would imagine you would be part of this at all. by comparing him to Jonah Lomu in terms of effect on the game.
2: Yeah, look, I mean he has been quite extraordinary because it's not like he's just done it in the English Premier League. I mean, he has done it in the other leagues that he has been involved with as well. And what was fascinating is I think he played the opening game of the season, might have been Charity Shield, and he missed a couple and a few people straight away just went absolute hot take. Oh, gee, he's going to struggle. He's not going to be able to survive. and He's not going to be able to do what he did in the English Premier League. And then, of course, he came out opening week, bagged a couple, and he's just been scoring them for fun since that particular time. He is quite an extraordinary talent. Um, and, and just th- that ability to know where to be at the right time, he's, I watched a little bit of analysis on him, and he's so economical with the way he plays the game. But, yeah, look, it's... Uh, he's, he see whether I'd put him into that that sort of class. I'm not sure because Jonah was so different in terms of the way he played the game, at his size and the position he played. But I mean, Harling is is quite extraordinary and has this remarkable career in front of him. And, and yeah, it's been look. It sounds like it's been a based on what guy's saying there in that Ross Atkins article with Brooks Koepka winning the U.S. Open. It's been a big morning for sports washing.
0: It has indeed, Uh, and you guys have uh, added to the the listening side of it, I shall say, the listening side of it. Gentlemen, thank you very much. Guy Havel, Nigel Yeldon, uh, thanks uh, for taking part and have a terrific week, whatever you're doing. It's 10.43 here on SENZ.